0: Hey guys, it's Paige and my lovely co-host. Hello. me. <laughs> <Like, laughs> she's just like, hello, to not be named. To not be named. I'm going to just sit here in silence. <laughs> so today we are, as promised, going to talk to you about the Disney eras. And I just wanted to go over these with you guys just so that when we do end up getting into the animation part of our little show here... You guys have a little uh, a little background, a little yeah. a little pre meat to to nibble on. And we've uh,
1: we've kind of we're like, are we gonna do animation? And it's like, how can we not do animation? It's and I think us in particular and I'm sure a lot of a handful of people like seeing Disney animations growing up is kind of part of like some of my very
0: like ingrained memories as a child. Absolutely. And with animation, there's just so much to talk about. So much. So much to talk about. And with Disney especially, because it went through so many different stages, that it's it's definitely an interesting subject. So I thought it'd be fun to share with you guys. I thought it would be a great thing. And in tradition of that, I'm going to put on uh, this pair of borrowed Mickey ears. <laughs> be- oh, yes. I got I so come. excited. Did Dominique I'm- has a beautiful set herself
1: I love those (laughs) uh so yeah for if we uh go a little off a little bit uh on a tangent about the ears um the one that Paige is wearing is my OG pair I've (laughs) if you look if you could see them they're they're very worn in and lived in they got some good use but i love that yeah very classic um mickey mouse with uh mini mouse sorry with the sequin the black sequin with the little red bow um with a little shimmer and then this um actually pre right before quarantine we went to disneyland for our four year oh sorry sorry sean five year anniversary and he got me these cute little <laughs> conchita they're pretty classic um mexican sweet bread and they have like a cute little bow with some nice um beautiful colors um but these will be my uh, my new official ears <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i don't actually own a pair of ears Uh, for shame for me you're telling me a disney fan but that's just because i wear glasses and i haven't gotten contacts when i get contacts i'm gonna tear it up on the ear game
1: we're gonna make sure that we get you some
0: ears and we're gonna do a disney day and do it up we have a lot of aspirations you gotta but you know
1: what i think is the funniest thing when you mentioned you didn't have ears i was like she totally had a podcast about (laughs)
0: About Disney? I did, guys. That's why I'm saying it's so shameful. I had an entire podcast where all I did was talk about Disney, which is why I wanted to share this a little bit that I did back then, um, that doesn't happen anymore. Um, R.I.P. <laughs> have a mice life.
1: <laughs> well, I know. And I, I really wanted to try to interject some of the work that you already did in terms of, like, podcast resumes. And I was like, this is really important that we bring this up because I, I you sent me a few episodes, really charming, no surprise there. Um, but <laughs> some of them, I mean, we're kind of revisiting an episode. Um, yes. Which in... In actuality, as much as I love Disney, I didn't realize there was actually like classification of eras. So I was very interested.
0: Yeah, I didn't really know until I did a I did a lot of research. <laughs> you and, did. and on that note, let's get into it. So first thing you need to know: there are nine eras of Disney animation, which most people no fucking idea, right? Um, the first one. Is the beginning. This one is called the Silent Era, and it is from 1923 to 1928. And this is basically the beginning of Walt Disney's career. He actually worked at this studio called Laughagram, mm. and that was in Kansas City. Great name. Yeah, Laughagram Studios. Isn't yeah, that fun? I mean, it's it's such a.
1: Like, I feel like it's such a, like, for the time type of name.
0: Oh, yeah, like, very, um, Charlie like, Chaplin.
1: Yes, 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 yes. yes. So, laugh,
0: laugh-o-gram. Laugh-O-Gram. Okay, lovely. And it was all about silent film. Obviously, that's why it's called The Silent Era. And he did this little series called The Alice Comedies, where it just focused around this little girl and her having these little daydreams. And they were pretty catchy, and people liked them. It was well-received. But unfortunately, he had a real bad falling out with the guy who owned the company, Charles Ooh. Mintz. And he basically kicked his ass out. And at Laughagram is where he created Oswald. Yes. And Charles Mintz said, You can't have Oswald, and you got to go. Um, a
1: few things here. I, one of the reasons I was excited to kind of do this, and I, like I was saying earlier, I'm going to be very. Um, I'm kind of more of a spectator for this uh, minisode, but I'm happy to be because I'm kind of piecing together some of the stuff that I kind of know that I've come across, like watching like Volt Disney stuff s- super late in the night and just like things mm-hmm. about uh, his life and whatnot. But I do vaguely r- really remember the, sh- the Alice, like some clips that I saw. It looked very progressive. For its time, like what he was doing, yeah. Because I mean,
0: the the whole story already is kind of a little funky, right? For my old cast, actually, we watched an Alice comedy, our first episode. Oh, we did our first episode on wow. one of the Alice We went back. We went back. <laughs> we really wanted to get into so a, a deep, deep cut, as you yeah, would say, <laughs> a deep cut, and it is definitely a deep cut because it's tep- It's technically not classified as a Disney product. It's just something that Walt Disney worked on. So that whole era is kind of muddy, and especially because it ended so badly. Right, yeah. Um, Because he had a really nice partnership going on there, and it went real south. And he lost his character that he really believed in. He really liked Oswald. He really liked the design of him. And now he was going to be plagiarizing it if he tried to keep doing it right so he decided to say you know fuck you and i'm gonna go start my own company with another animator that was kind of high in the game at the time i don't for sure know how to say his name ub iworks or ub works i've never personally heard it said so i'm just gonna call him Ub.
1: in all due respect ubs <laughs> in all due respect Ubs. we don't want to butcher Ubsy your name bubsy.
0: Um, But I'm going to call him Ub, and him and Ub go out, and this is the beginning of the next era, which is called the pre-Golden Age, and Ah. that is from 1928 to 1937, so that's when they build, they actually build Disney Studios from the ground up. Oh, man. To see,
1: I remember there, I can't even, they would do like these little clips through like the Disney Channel where they'd give you just like a little snip, like a flashback to histories and stuff. Mm-hmm. And just to see some of this old footage of like the studio and stuff, to me as a kid, that was so exciting. I was like, I mean, granted, you know, in a kid's mind, you just think like, oh, I get a draw all day. How amazing, right?
0: Oh, yeah, it's always them at the <laughs> of easels, like, dun
1: and that's so so this is the beginning this is where it all
0: began officially right yes this is the official official beginning because this is the birth of mickey mouse who originally as you mentioned earlier was named mortimer mouse yes but his wife he basically pitched it to his wife and his wife was like uh she's like um mortimer
1: yeah, right? that,
0: that's not hidden my ears. It's not, mm, too many uh,
1: <laughs> consonants,
0: syllables. I know, so a little kid's going to be like, one more. <laughs> like, it's like uh, sticking some mashed potatoes in your mouth. It's not going to go well, <laughs> you know? So she was the one that actually came up with the name Mickey. Brilliant. So we owe it to Walt Disney's wife that his name is Mickey. And this is where we see... The first shorts that Disney did, this is where you see Plane Crazy. This is where you see Steamboat Willie. Oh, Steamboat Classico. Classico. When people think of Disney, the earliest they really go back to is Steamboat Willie. Mm -hmm. And then this is also where they did the Silly Symphonies, which is where they added color for the first time.
1: Oh, that's a bit. So I actually remember hearing this and you might actually touch on it. Um, so they ended up uh, wooing Technicolor, right, mm-hmm. yes. which was a big deal because, it, I mean, just like adding sound to these films, adding color was like the next level. So he had this, um, I don't want to say monopoly, but he he had Technicolor kind of in his corner and that really separated him from like a lot of the competitors.
0: Well, he definitely had a vision, and I think that came with the creation of Mickey Mouse. That's why Mickey Mouse looks very similar to Oswald when you see them. He's like, I'm still going to keep my vision. I'm just going to change it a little bit. And then he got to add color, and if you've never seen the Silly Symphonies, they're really fun, and they all tell a really unique story. I think it's some of the most beautiful animation, especially for the time. If you think of the game Cuphead... Oh. um, That kind of uses a ton of similar things that were used in silly symphonies back in the day so for someone who's just maybe a gamer and never really saw the silly symphonies if you think of that game cuphead that came out um which is really intense and i can't play because there's just too much happening on the screen but i think it's beautiful (laughs) um that would be a really good point of reference for you to think about the pre-golden age because that's what it was all about it was send it up It was uh, bringing in your staple characters, so you got Donald, Goofy, Pluto, and Minnie Mouse. Yeah, those are our our main peeps. Yeah, you got the hub.
1: You know where else I've seen um, those characters is there's a ride in California Adventures, right? The one in the... In the little seats, and they have the the symphony peeps, like, in the little thing, right? Oh, yeah, the, the silly symphony swings. Yes. Yes.
0: That's, that's a mouthful. <laughs> I know. I think they just call them the symphony swings. I might be adding the silly just for my own pleasure. A <laughs> silly symphony. But I actually liked those swings when it was a big orange. It used I to be a orange. Nobody remember,
1: like, at least the people that I've gone with,
0: um, like, they're like,
1: yeah, I don't remember this being any different. I was like, no, it was an orange before.
0: I swear, yeah, because it didn't scare me as much when it was an orange because it was enclosed, so I couldn't see the world spinning around oh, me, yeah. and so I could do it. And now I can't do them. Can't do them. <laughs> I get way too crazy vertigo. It's a mess. You're. I'm gonna.
1: Yeah. You're. I'm gonna say I did, and now I don't. And now <laughs> I done don't.
0: <laughs> so just as the orange had to go. Well great.
1: so now we now we have uh, our main uh, characters or um, our beloved
0: um, characters coming in. Yes, this is when they were established and that kicks us off basically for the actual start that people mostly remember of Disney and that is the first feature film that ever came out, Snow White. Mm. So we are into what they call the Golden Age. And that is from 1937 to 1942. That's when Snow White came out, Dumbo, Fantasia, Bambi, Pinocchio, to name a few. Um, This is when they started doing some focus on prominent use of music in their films. They had some exaggeration of villains, and they had some funny sidekicks come in. So I'm sure we all remember seeing Snow White. That was definitely one of the absolute first movies I ever saw.
1: I remember, again, seeing footage. I was really interested in the um the way that the world reacted to you know like what the studio was releasing and the movie was a big deal it had never been done before so i remember seeing footage of like i think when they premiered it like in hollywood and just how glamorous it was and and just like what a spectacle it was i think they had like some crazy traffic jam because when it premiered it was a big deal
0: yeah it it took so much time And this is where you see basically what they were going for in the sense of doing fairy tales. They were the fairy tale company at that point. They were the ones doing retellings that were vivid and beautiful and fun, visually stunning. And also they added in this little technique that they called the mood sandwich. which was really appealing to their younger generation. So basically what they would do is they'd have a light scene, like Snow White's at her well, and she's singing about her prince, and she meets him, and then she's in the spooky forest, and it's really scary, but then she finds the cottage, and she meets the dwarfs, and everything's okay. So it's basically making sure that a kid doesn't get too frightened, and has that little uplift at the end, so like we do the compliment sand. I didn't even seasons. I didn't even know they were feeding me this. Yeah, you didn't <laughs> know but they were. They did a lot of testing on younger kids before they started actually Oh man premiering movies and this was the thing that this was This explains best. so much. You can't scare your kid too much, which is why I have such a problem with the ride <laughs> at Disneyland.
1: Oh yeah, you I do. You
0: do not like it. that. Ride. <laughs> Because I was bamboozled when I was a child to get on that ride, girl. The of the boozles. I get on, and I think I want to have a fun time in the mines. And you're like, oh, yeah, then the dig, 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 <laughs> dig. And then the n- oh, other yeah. 90% of the ride is the forest. It is. I was like, what the? F-? I was <laughs> so sad and upset, and I still am You're to like, this there's day. so
1: much more than the forest in this whole, like, narrative here. Can we like, what, what child would like this? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Every kid's going to come off crying. That's all I'm saying. That is not a mood sandwich.
1: Yeah. They didn't, they didn't, there was no, there was no bun or bottom to this. (laughs) There's too much
0: baloney. But yeah, so that was a really great start and they were at a high. They were so popular. They thought there was only one way to go but up. But then it kind of leveled out because... World War II happened. Yep. Like most things. <laughs> like most things. A oh, huge war destroyed everything. So, yeah. Surprise, surprise. This next era is called the wartime era. And this is from 1943 to 1949. They also call this era the package age because it was multiple shorts kind of sandwiched together rather than actual feature films. So they were doing a lot of propaganda obviously, Mm, that mm -hmm. was anti-Nazi and everything like that. Yeah, there's people that kind of circulate images of this time, and people try to go, oh, well, that's fake. No, that happened because it was World War II and a lot of weird shit happened. Right, I mean, I,
1: I almost feel, I mean... This could be look back this whole lockdown and quarantine. Like, did it even really happen? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. There's gonna be pictures of people in masks strewn out about the internet in the next ten years, and people are gonna go, "What are you what talking about?" What's happening? Yeah, like, yeah. We don't talk about 2020.
1: We really don't. I will say, uh, in my looking up this era, the wartime era, one of my favorite classic movies. Uh, came out from this era. Me and my sister kind of have a soft spot for Fun and Fancy Free.
0: Oh my gosh! You see, <laughs> I would, I would never have thought that this is definitely not an era I get a lot of vibe on. Even though it did, Fun and Fancy Free, Three Caballeros, Melody Time. Mm-hmm. Um, those were some fun movies. Yeah, I don't know
1: how we got it, but we obviously we, we were definitely the you know the kids that had like a library. And that was in our library. I don't even remember who chose it or how it got in there, um, but it was just one of those. I think we liked it for that reason. In the little like plastic boxes with the barcode on it. <laughs> yes. And then like the the little sides would get all bent because you'd just like smash them and take them out and smash them. But um, I remember um, I liked. I guess I never realized that the way that they decided to do. Um, the structure of the movie. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, talking about it and stuff, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just, like, all these small little bits to make one type of, like, feature, essentially.
0: Yeah. Which, unfortunately, because it was like that, it didn't really have, no real tone was carried throughout the these films. So it kind of lost people's attention. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't really paying attention. They couldn't handle much. They were already dealing with so much overload of stuff going on because of the war that they were just trying to shell out content. So that's why everything was really rushed and there was a lot of lack of consistencies during this time for them.
1: And, I mean, that's fair. I mean, I think in a lot of ways there's that kind of similar escapism, you know? You can't necessarily keep up the... always the quality of something just because, you know, there's just so much going on. I mean, I can't even imagine having to be in a position to produce
0: something at this level with everything else going on That's just like an animator. Oh, yeah, especially when the country is saying if you're going to put something out, at least make it so your allies showing that we're all in this together for the country, you know. Luckily, y'all, World War II ended. So <laughs> that did not just continue. And then they got to continue doing what they actually wanted to do, which was going back to fairy tales And this is called the Silver Age. And this was from 1950 to 1967. This is also called the Restoration Age because this is when they got to restore what their vision was and what they actually wanted to be doing. Mm. So in this uh, era, we have The Jungle Book, Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, Lady and the Tramp, Sleeping Beauty, 101 Dalmatians, and one of my personal favorites, The Sword and the Stone. All of them.
1: So good. I don't think there's one on there. I mean, they definitely, you know, are in a rank, but I I love every one of those movies you just listed off.
0: Yeah, they're so special in their own ways. And this was the start of them doing really elaborate like backgrounds. So like in Sleeping Beauty, everything's so detailed because they they drew and scrapped and drew and scrapped. They worked so long on that movie you can definitely see every detail from the hill all the way in the background to, like, Prince Philip right in front of you.
1: Yeah, I remember in Cinderella, like, having a, the scene
0: where she's scrubbing the floor. The bubbles. The bubbles. That scene is beautiful. All the blues and the pinks and everything. All those bubbles, I think, were hand-drawn, right? I mean... Yeah, everything was really hand-drawn. <laughs> it was crazy. It was all cell animation. So, it was all hand-drawn, and they basically tried to tighten up some of their themes... So they were going back to the fairy tale thing and they wanted some fully imagined characters. They wanted you to feel like everything's okay and we can just go back to our fantasy and make oh, it Oh, that was the world I was living in. <laughs> yeah, that's where I was living in too. I love Sleeping Beauty. I loved Sleeping Beauty. That was one of my favorites. And Sore in the Zone was just so fun. Um, there's so definitely good. Some bangers. Well, and another thing you get from this era, because this is, at the end of this era, is when Walt Disney passed away. Right. Um, the last movie he worked on was The Jungle Book.
1: That's right. But
0: he didn't make it into the actual premiere of it. He, sh- I'm sure, he saw it when it was fully done. Um, but he didn't make it to the actual cinematic premiere. He died in December, and it was premiered early the next year. <sighs> so heartbreaking. He was, he was so
1: close. He was, um, from what I re- uh, remember uh, coming across, he was a very avid smoker. So, yeah. yeah, that and essentially caught up, and I was like, "Ah, oh, so tragic. I mean i I remember him he would do like the I, I heard he was also very shy, too, which is funny because he seemed very um extroverted on the camera when he would do like his little bits. Mm-hmm. but, um, I would have liked to have him a little longer.
0: Yeah, I mean, say what you want about him. He definitely had his faults. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> right. Definitely had his faults. We're not here today. We'll we're not <laughs> here to. We're not here to bash Walt Disney. <laughs> not um, today. We are here to talk about the good he did bring to the world, and he was truly a visionary. Truly a visionary, and Walt Disney definitely missed him or Walt Disney missed himself (laughs) The the Disney company missed him when he passed away and that was shown in what they call the next era which I I disagree fully with this before I even say it I disagree with the title of this era you're like I gotta put it out there first but I gotta I gotta tell you what it is and it is called the dark age Ooh, also dark. known <laughs> as the Bronze Age, and it was 1970 to 1988, and they classify this as the decline of Disney, and I, I adamantly, adamantly disagree with that. Because I mean, wait,
1: in, yeah. in, in in what way? It, like, what are we really scaling this? It, it numbers
0: or in terms of? Go, go on. I'm sorry. I just am. No, I'll get into it, girl. I'll get into it. But this era had the aristocats love that movie (sighs) girls. yes robin hood the rescuers the mini adventures of weenie the pooh Ah! okay fox and the hound black cauldron oliver and company and the great mouse detective and these are some of my favorite movies totally because this is when when dal when (laughs) when dalton when dalton disney when walt disney passed away they decided to branch out from just fairy tales so they were going with very unique concepts which sometimes hit and sometimes missed oh Um, but these see you know hearing this list
1: is uh man i have some really great memories i mean definitely like if right away the great mouse detective oliver and company Um, and the rescue, there were all, like, these really, like, heart-wrenching moments in these
0: movies. (laughs) Well, that was the critique, too, that they went more moody and less light, and so people had a problem with that, especially in, uh, I said the years at the top of this, I don't know why it was such a problem in 1970. But I think they were scared of a lot of things in 1970. Yeah. disco and everything else going on. They're like, what are you trying to feed our children? Too
1: many psychedelics. Making them
0: feel emotions. (laughs) But they went more animal themed. They went more um, focused on a mood they were trying to set kind of thing. Making you feel something. But you know what?
1: Um, My critique on that is um, I think that is a one-sided opinion and perspective. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. I feel that... In terms of any artist, or if you are doing some type of different direction, you're always going to have the people who are the essentially the OGs, the purest, right? They just want it to be what it was and yeah. always be that. Um, but I think they they delivered on some really great movies. Definitely some, again, that are just like movies I still quote from. <laughs> truly, All the time. truly. Well,
0: and the other critique they got during this time was because they were using xerography, and that meant it was a quicker way to do animation, which resulted in a lot darker lines that they considered to be scratchy. But I think a lot of it was very purposeful. Like, they called the Aristocats muddy. And I think every color and every decision in that movie that was muddy was intentional. It right. brought a beauty and a vibe to that film.
1: It's uh, it's it's kind of the same way that, you know really anything could be critiqued versus like art or even music. Like there's, you can play something, uh, systematically or something against the curve. Yeah. Something like, so, um, you can pray, play every note. Perfect. Right. Mm -hmm. But sometimes like anything, there has to be this kind of like emotion behind it other than just seeing it as a whole thing. They're, you know what I mean, like, They're like in Disney of...
0: purists. Yes, <laughs> which I get, and they also say this in a financial standpoint because these movies didn't make as much money, and they actually had the worst grossing film of all time, as far as a premiere goes in this era, and that was The Black Cauldron. I haven't even seen it, girl. <laughs> okay, here's the thing: it could have been really there was. There's such good things about that movie. But unfortunately, no one was there to tell them, don't do that. Mm. You know, I feel like it needed some real editing. And they were going, that was coming off the height of Lord of the Rings, the animated uh, The Hobbit. Oh, wow. Um, So that animated that traditional Hobbit movie. Um, that I'm, I'm sure you've seen, I used to have it, I'm
1: like, I'm just picturing like the animation in my head right now, like a
0: crusty VHS, totally super crusty. So when that came out, they saw how successful that was and how already it was becoming a classic that they wanted to branch off of that. And so they tried to do the black cauldron, but unfortunately it had a lot of shortcomings to it. And it was, they actually had to tone it down because it was so scary that it was making children cry in the like previewings. (laughs) People like walked out of the theater. Wow. Yes, girl. But there's so many things about that movie I actually do really love. And I think people should give it more of a chance. Yeah, Um, I'm I'm down to put it on the list. I want to see how many of
1: you have watched The Black uh, Cauldron. Because out of all of that list, I've literally seen every one a bunch of times. Minus that movie. I don't think I ever owned it. I have it on DVD.
0: So (laughs) (laughs) I can let you borrow it.
1: Right, rce listeners we got a little call to action per usual uh, if you're not already follow us at rce podcast on instagram and we're also on twitter not as active on twitter i'm not gonna lie mm-hmm. um, but if you go to our uh, instagram page we have our anchor link on there and that will pretty much send you anywhere you uh, listen to a podcast so we're on spotify uh, Pocket Cast, and google Podcasts, to name a few Um, but if you just want to go directly to the link, anchor.fm slash real cooking experience. And I did want to mention real is spelled R E E L. Oh, very smart. (laughs) I was like, Oh, right. (laughs) Um, and leave us a voicemail on our anchor page. Uh, we love to hear from our listeners. And if you leave us a message, we might play it on the show. And join us next week for part two of this mini-sode as we finish our journey down the Disney animation eras. Remember to vibe positively and keep it spicy.